welcome to episode 187. Is that what I usually say? Welcome? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't sound right. Here we go again. <laughs> welcome to episode 187 of the Walking Through Games podcast, where Clint walks Mark through games. I'm Mark. I'm Clint. And we're back, keeping on talking. I guess this is still our catch-ups, right? Yay. So if we split them into smaller episodes, then people can keep listening. And eventually we're back on track and back up to normal time I'm, it's funny in the in the meantime you're probably like processing more news that's going by or whatever but yeah i am that's okay you know, we'll get good. through them and keep it real yeah well i think we got through about five last episodes so that wasn't too bad like 30 something dude we're gonna be doing these for months yeah it's true oh i'll have to pick up the pace <laughs> and i'll try and keep my mouth shut <laughs> that's fine well as i said to you just before we started this uh this episode that notes for this episode that we're up to had a nintendo direct so there's actually like a decent amount of stuff. Yeah, awesome. Plus extra stuff. <laughs> well, feel free to skip over anything you don't want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Because, you know, we both know that I'm not an avid gamer, unlike most of our listeners. Yeah, no, that's cool. No worries. I still do find the news very interesting, though. You know? Anyway, good times. Well, right, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't hear it otherwise, so... Well, this is it. It's funny, like, the year's hiatus we took, I'm kind of like... I feel totally out of the loop with games now. You know, I have no idea what's going on with games. As far as no. I know, Destiny is still a new game. What is? That's not true. I know that that's old, but you know what I'm saying. There's Destiny 2 now. I know, I know. Crazy. I'm pretty sure that came out while we were still podcasting though, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just maybe I just remember Destiny because we went to the launch of it. Yeah, it's true. Which was very fun. Has there been a big game like Destiny lately? There hasn't, right? Like that. I mean, apart from maybe Fortnite. But it's kind of grown over time. It wasn't like an epic launch, you know? Yeah, no, not really. I think because it was a massive new IP, you know, at the time. Yeah, nothing like big online game, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that's surprising to me. I'm sure there will be eventually. Anyway, look at me just killing time when I say we need to go fast. Let's hear about it. Nintendo Direct. Well, when, no, I'm not going to start with this, that. Man? What date was this? Uh, what's what? When When did it happen? Uh, it was September, like the start of September. 2019? 2019, yeah. Last yeah, cool. Year. Yeah, a majority of these are from last year. I think I've yeah, only good. got... Let's have a look. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> There's still 11 from this year. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's hit, let's hit it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, well, starting with... I, uh, I finished a game for this one um so the game was disneyland adventures on xbox one what a random game <laughs> it was a random game and it was a it was a game pass game so i got it for free oh okay makes sense and i i finished it and i gave it a four out of five because i actually oh, had huge. a lot of fun so what was the deal was it like an emulation of disneyland or something yeah pretty much so and the funny thing is i put it on right yeah to let the little kids play. So Thomas was playing because it had all the Disney characters and stuff. And then he got bored. And so I started playing. And then the kids went outside and they were playing outside and stuff. And I kept playing. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Story of life. <laughs> well, like, I, I got really into it. So then I played it for like a week straight and finished it. And Oh, it's crazy. So it's it's it really is just a like busy work game. So you're going and doing missions for all the different Disney characters. Yeah, fair enough. Sounds a bit like a VR game. Uh, but but I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it. So yeah, it's great. 
yeah anyway but yeah it's generally just yeah it really is just a busy work game there's a few mini games and things like that as well but it was mostly just, can you go and collect this and do this and then bring it back to me and then go and find well, this Well, I mean, that goes right this. back to our roots because remember, like, Mixed Up Mother Goose? That's, it's pretty much a busy work game. But yeah, it's like, that's true. That's I true. still like that game. I know it sounds stupid. I think it's there's just something about being a human and, like, someone goes, hey, go do this, and then you do it, and you're like, yeah, damn straight I did that. <laughs> I think I've got that on... Oh, I think I had it on my laptop, but I think I got rid of it to make room for other stuff. We should play it again Mixed one day. Up Mother Goose. Dude, it takes up like bytes. Like, no, I know. I think I just got rid of all the games on my uh-huh. laptop. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It is like the smallest game ever. Yeah. You can email that game to somebody. That's all right. We should play it again one day. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it takes like an hour to beat. Yeah. I remember playing it at Rebecca Green's house. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Ages ago. Yeah. Ages ago. It's funny because um, it actually got a remake, like a nicer graphics remake, but I still prefer the old EGA, like piece of garbage graphics version. Yeah, but that's us playing old school games, see? The old Sierra, the Civ engine. Yeah. I don't even know what it stands for, SCIV. Anyway, sorry, look at me again. I said I wouldn't do it this week. That's all right. So that was the end game. <laughs> but I can be. imagine exactly what that game would have been like based on your description. So that's great. Yeah, so um, that was the only game I beat. So then into the news, uh, Battle for Neighborville is the new Plants vs. Zombies game, which it's been out for ages. On like, uh, mobile devices as well. What's that, sorry? On mobile as well. Uh, no, I think it's just a console just consoles, game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, there was a thing about becoming a founder and you get experience a six-week rollout of content and exclusive goodies and blah, 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 but yeah, that's all enough. gone now. Uh, anyway, I had 10 hero classes, both plants and zombies, uh, varying abilities and strengths, different levels. Anyway, I don't think we need to talk too much about that because we've already... Yeah. It's been out for ages, so... Yeah. Have uh, you played it? So the next one was Sledgehammer Games, uh, development studio behind games such as Call of Duty World War Two, Advanced Warfare, and Modern Warfare, uh, is opening a studio in Melbourne. So that was exciting. Yeah, nice. Yeah, this happens. I've seen that cycle over the years. Back when I used to do game stuff, you know, you'd see like a company open a open an office because they get these like government grants and kickbacks and stuff, and then they usually yeah. last like five years and then close. Well, they're I know two, that with two THX. Uh, THX, yeah. THQ, THQ, THX is the audio thing. THQ is the company. Remember THQ? Yeah, THQ was like the Tony Hawk games, I think. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so they used to have a Brisbane office and it closed down. And okay. You know yeah. that that sort of thing. Anyway, I'm not being a naysayer, of course, but yeah, uh, that course. is awesome. That is awesome. Well, this was September. And there's a lot of development talent in Australia, so I don't think it's a, it's not like they're going to be staff for employees. True. Yeah. And they're probably, if anything, like I know in like Canada, because Canada's huge for development. Like a lot of Australian expats go over there to work, same as England. Yeah. And it's like maybe they're just like, let's just open an office in Australia for all these expats so they can go back to their, where they're from and still yeah, work. Yeah, fair enough. Well, 2K Australia has their has an office in, I think. Oh, I think. Did it get shut down? Did we talk about that sometime? I don't remember. Maybe, but that's what I'm talking about. You know, I think because there's really good government kickbacks, but usually they only last for like X amount of years and then they have to sustain themselves. And they go, oh, we can't sustain ourselves. So then they close down. Yeah, fair enough. That's uh, terrible. Right. I'm like saying like to, to this very good news that they're... Yeah, well, it's but, still cool. Know. Exactly. It, that's it. It's opportunity at the time for oh, people super cool. in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so EB Games is launching a new service called EB Care. 
starting on Monday, which was a long time ago. Uh, this service will allow you to purchase one, two, or three-year EV Care plans alongside new consoles, controllers, or games. Uh, pre-owned games are included too. Yeah, they always uh, offer me that when I buy pre-owned games. They're like, do you want to pay two extra bucks and have it guaranteed? I'm like, uh, I want it to work. If it doesn't work, I'm going to bring it back. Yeah, well, it says this means that you'll get your consoles, controllers, or games repaired or replaced if they no longer work. Yeah. Whilst your EB care plan is active, uh, even if the damage is accidental and your own fault. <laughs> That's awesome. Pricing That's good. ranges between a dollar for games and eighty dollars for consoles. I can definitely see it being useful for controllers and portable consoles, where accidents are prone to happen. So I guess I switch. Uh, and you'd be fresh out of luck if it did. Similarly for games, it's essential. Seems essentially seems like it will replace EB Games Scratch Guarantee. Yeah. Anyway, I never got the Scratch Guarantee because I look after my games. Oh, tell me about it. So it's a bit like Apple Care, you know. It's like, do you take true. the risk? Yeah, it's true. Because 80 bucks is a lot of money towards a different kind of console, you know? You'd get a NES Mini for that 80 bucks. That's true. I Admittedly, yeah, I suppose I do look after my Switch, but if someone dropped it, it would be disappointing. So I guess... Well, tell me about it. If if you're a clumsy person... Well, 80 bucks <laughs> would be for the three years too, so that's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's not too... Well, considering, yeah, because isn't Apple's like 10 bucks a month or something? Apple Care is like it's not monthly. It's like when you buy a Mac, it might be like, or if iPhone, the iPhone might be like a grand, let's say, and then oh. the Apple Care is like an extra two hundred bucks. Oh, like, okay, it's fair like enough. You just pay for it. It's like basically, like, do you want an extended warranty for two years? Then pay, you know, a fifth of whatever you're paying now, additional, and you can get it. Right, right, okay, fair enough. It's usually worth it for Apple Care, but it just always feels like such a fleece at the time. Like you buy a new Mac laptop, and then you have to pay like four hundred and fifty bucks or whatever. I, I don't actually know how much it is. I could probably Google it. I but. guess um, it's like having health insurance that you pay money for and never use. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> anyway, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like you just kind of have to like if you didn't have it, you'd be like, oh, I'm an idiot. I could have had a completely replaced over the counter laptop and True. it's Apple but the thing is most of the time if something stuffs up in an Apple like outside of warranty if it's their fault but that's still that's, why, that's not why you get it yeah yeah it's true but uh yeah anyway let's have anyway. a look Apple Care for a Mac is how much is it sorry I'm trying to figure it out but it's not telling me yet how to buy here we go uh online it's not telling me how much oh if I hit buy now on it Apple Care, Mac. <laughs> I may put my cereal in first. It starts at 119. Okay. Another device to cover. Oh yeah, no, I can't actually get the amount because that's all I, right. I'm not. I don't have a device. But anyway, it starts at 119. You get the so point. That's less than I said. Yeah, that's all right. Cool. All right. So Guys, then, anybody still listening? Sorry, dude. We're only 10 minutes in. It's already the most boring episode of all time. Let's keep nah, doing. It's fine. So this is into the Nintendo Direct now. So Overwatch. Legendary Edition coming to Switch on 16th of October, so already out. Banjo and Kazooie will be arriving to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate today. Not only that, but more downloadable content beyond the first Fighters Pass has been scheduled for development. Uh, Fatal Fury King of Fighters Terry Bogard is the fourth download content fighter for Smash Bros. Uh, the fighter is the first time in Smash Bros. history that SNK as a brand has been represented. Maybe Terry releases in November 2019. Mm. Uh, home run mode, returning to Smash Bros. 
You can even play the mode with a friend too. It was confirmed that this would be the final new mode being added to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate as well. Uh, Goman from Mystical Ninja Zero and Proto Man from Mega Man as well as Sans from Undertale will be coming to the game as costumes for your Mii Fighter later today. It's pretty next level, man. How many characters are they up to in that game now? So many. Yeah, a lot. I can't remember exactly how many Compared it is. Better like the original Smash Bros. back in the day where there was like... Eight. <laughs> barely any. It was only eight. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And to be honest, though, when you get Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, you only start with those eight and you have to unlock all the other characters. Yeah, well, I was watching you and Josh unlocking that, Dan. You unlock them on every three minutes. Well, we figured out a glitch to be able to get them quicker. Good glitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Keep going, man. Uh, So, Nintendo announced that Super Nintendo games are coming to Nintendo Switch, which is exciting. So, that has been for a while now. Uh, The games will release tomorrow. No extra charge for Nintendo Switch online subscribers. All the games will include the rewind functionality. Oh, yeah. Mm. That was recently introduced for this. Uh, the games that will release with the service are Zelda Link to the Past, Super Metroid, Super Mario World, Super Soccer, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island, Star Fox, Kirby's Dreamland 3, F-Zero, Kirby's Dream Course, Pilot Wings, Super Girls and Ghosts, Super Tennis, Super Poyo Poyo 2, Super Earth Defense Force, Joe and Mac 2, Lost in the Tropics, Demon's Crest, Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire, and Stunt Race FX. Some good stuff in there, but some also some crap. You know, I've still to this day never played Yoshi's Island. I mean, I've played it for like five seconds, but I've never actually given it a serious game. To beat it, it, it like has won so many best of lists above yeah, Mario dude. World. The Tim Gettys that's the part of kind of funny now. Yeah. Um, formerly of IGN. Uh, he it's his favorite game of all time. So many people say it is. Yeah. Just the sound of the baby Mario crying. Yeah. Is the reason I could never love that game. It's yeah. so annoying. So yeah, it's so I am um, like that alone is to me like if if it's something that's going to be happening nonstop, constantly in the game because it does happen constantly that you have to lose Baby Mario. Yeah, yeah. Put in a sound that's not that annoying. You know what I mean? Like I just can't handle it. Anyway, I like I said, I've never given it a good go, so maybe eventually get over it. But that's one of the main reasons I stop. Baby Mario gets knocked off. And he's like, eh, eh. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, nah, I'm maybe- out. Maybe you're just not good enough and, and you knock him off too much. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, <laughs> Funnily enough, I've actually been playing it a little bit on my 3DS. So oh, have you? I think I'm up to World 2 or something like that. So obviously not that much. No. Just just when, when I need to play something for five minutes, I generally do like one stage and then I'll put my 3DS down again. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. You know, I actually have been playing the... Um, the new Super Mario Bros. games. I beat the the Wii one. Yeah, I think I might have said that on our last episode. But I've played the uh, the Wii U one now too, and I've really gotten into them. I used to not like how you kind of slipped. They had mm. like you slipped more than you ever used to slip in the original Mario games. Yeah, but obviously I got used to the mechanic, and I I love those games now. I think they have they're just so well balanced. They feel great. Yeah, well, I just posted about that recently. So Thomas and I just played through the new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe version on the Switch. Oh yeah, cool. so we've been... that's the same one, right? As the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it comes with um, Super Mario, Super Mario, and Luigi. So yeah, it comes with on, both. on the Wii U, you can get the one that comes with both as well. Yeah, so this one comes with both. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, so we played through the the Mario one together, and yeah, agree. We beat it. Yeah, a little while ago. So that was. Yeah, super I haven't played exciting. the Luigi one yet either. Probably will. Dude, have you have you ever even had a go of it? I turned it off like half a second, but no, nah, I haven't had a proper go. Because the stages 
uh, cut your time in half. So you have like only a hundred seconds oh, per awesome. stage. So Out it's a lot more frantic and forces you to speed. Yeah, up. like yeah. fast paced. And plus, Luigi does his higher jump with his running legs and stuff. So it's it's the me- yeah, yeah. the mechanics are different, which is really cool. So I did. I think I did yeah, like two stages, and then we stopped playing after that. So. Heck yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, hearing about all those SNES uh, games and everything for platformers. Alrighty, so then Nintendo Australia have confirmed that the Super Nintendo controllers uh, that will work with Nintendo Switch Online and the soon-to-be-released SNES collection will be thirty nine ninety five each in Australia. You can pre-order them right now. Well, you can buy them now. Previously, mm. Nintendo had only released the NES controllers in a pack for two for 80 uh, so they're also seems pretty expensive, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I think the thirty nine ninety five one. I don't know if that's for one or two. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, so so these were also different as they had Joy-Con railing that could charge the controllers. That's the NES ones, oh, where okay. the SNES controller will use a card. So. Yeah, because the I know the Nintendo ones clicked on the side like the Joy Cons did. Yeah. Um. So the SNES ones must just work as a USB type thing. Yeah. Nice yeah. One. Uh. So Doom sixty four, yeah. the Nintendo sixty four classic coming to Nintendo Switch on the twenty second of November. Super Kirby Clash was announced and is out today. The game is called Free to Start and pits four different Kirbys against all kinds of different bosses. There seems to be a customization element to the proceedings too. I've actually played that Super Kirby Clash free game and it's quite fun. It's just like a side-scrolling Kirby game and you get your different power-ups and stuff and then, yeah, as it said, you fight different bosses and things like that. It is really fun for a free game. Yeah, cool. Yeah, Yeah, Kirby's always awesome in the way that it's kind of easy and still fun. Yeah. The bosses are awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Trials right. of Mana remake was confirmed for release outside of Japan. The game is a remake of the third Secret of Mana game. Uh, oh, cool. And features completely overhauled graphics rather than being a simple port. The game is due out in April 2020. So I've actually seen that nice coming one. up soon um, on EB's page and stuff as one of the games coming out soon. Yeah, I agree. Hey, this is jumping ahead, but um, did the... The fully remade Final Fantasy VII ever get released? No, so it got delayed, so it comes out on the 10th of April, so very soon. Oh, that's exciting. I will probably get this caught up and be actually talking about that when it comes out. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. They released a demo for it, so I played that uh, last weekend, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Yeah, so I played through that. It looks amazing. Sounds amazing. Very excited. Awesome. Very excited. Oh, that's going to be... That game's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, So Return of Obra Dinn is coming to Switch. The game is unique. You solve it that hasn't appeared on any platforms previously beyond PC. Uh, Town is now Little Town Hero and is coming in October, the first original game from Pokemon developer Game Freak for a while. The game has you fighting to protect your town using the power of ideas. Uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is coming. Sir, there are men running at us with tanks and cannons. What are we going to do? Everybody, let's come up with some great ideas. <laughs> Start. We can thinking. defeat them, no problem. <laughs> uh, so, Tokyo Mirage <laughs> Sessions is coming from Wii U to Switch. 
Uh, so I had that on the Wii U. I never actually played it. <laughs> I love how you're moving on. Sorry, I can't get past this idea because they're going to come up with their tanks like Blaster. I'm like, hey, hey, wait, wait. <laughs> I've got an idea. What do you think of this? <laughs> we don't fight each other. Like, oh, an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you, we're going to have to play that game now just to see what it's like. Oh, dude. I am sold on that on that game, man. Okay, well, power of ideas. That is amazing. Town is now little town hero. There you go. <laughs> well, it is from uh, the from the Pokemon developers. Who needs weapons when you've got ideas, man? Yeah. So it could be cool. I've heard ideas are a dime a dozen, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I have. I haven't been to the town. It's true. <laughs> All right. So, All right. Tokyo Mirage Sessions is coming from Wii U to Switch. Uh so, as I said, I did have that on Wii U, but I just never played it. So, it's kind of a yeah. mix-up between Persona and, I think, Fire Emblem. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of a mix. Yeah, it says the game merges Shin Megami Tensei with Fire Emblem in a unique Tokyo-inspired setting. Making the jump to Switch, the game will have extra story content and launches in January 2020, so it must be out already. I haven't bought it. There you go. I think I've still got my Wii U version anyway, so. Heck yeah. Uh, so Deadly Premonition coming to Switch and a sequel's on the way. Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise, will be the first time we revisit the world of Deadly Premonition in a long time. Seeing Special Agent Francis York Morgan attempt to reopen a cold case the original game, Deadly Premonition Origins, comes to the eShop today too. Numskull Games will make a physical release too later this year. Uh, Road Company is the new game for the Paladins developer coming next year. The game has you playing as a group of elite specialists to infiltrate an organization called Jackal. The objective-based multiplayer game offers customization and plenty of modes and skins to play around with. Uh, it's Pokemon Sword and Shield new stuff. You can customize your character, visit a Pokemon camp, and cook a variety of curries. We also got a look at a bunch of new Pokemon too. Uh, I'm currently nice. playing through Pokemon Shield at the moment, and I'm having a lot of fun. But it's kind of I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not hooked as I have been with other Pokemon games because I kind of come it's it's kind of my off game if that makes sense. So yeah, fair enough. I play stuff, and then when I don't feel like playing stuff i kind of played that yeah so it's kind of i think it'll take me a little while to get through it nice uh a tetris 99 update is coming tomorrow update includes a new invictus mode daily missions local arena modes and a two-player share battle mode uh damon x machina has a new demo and is out today star wars jedi knight 2 jedi outcast is coming to switch Disappointingly, the game seems to feature only the campaign and none of the great multiplayer action that made the original so great, but still it's coming in September. Devil May Cry 2 coming to Switch. Game will hit the eShop digitally in September, so all these things are out already. More third-party stuff was confirmed Switch 2. Some of the newer announcements including uh, Farming Simulator 2020 and a double pack of Assassin's Creed Rogue and Black Flag called the Rebel Collection. We got an extended look at Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is out in like two days. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a really big deal's getting made about it. Yep, uh, which has four-player co-op. And Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition was announced for Switch for this year. And that's the end. Nice. Party. Yay. Oh, let's get moving. So, next episode, I beat... We're basically recording individual episodes, because that's 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, good times. Oh, this one won't be. So, next episode, I beat The Legend yeah. of Zelda Link's Awakening. 
but I actually beat hey. the Game Boy version, so the original version. Yeah, that's great. I loved that game. Me too. Man. Five out of five is the score I gave it. Um, Sad we never found our Game Boys. I'm sure. You know how we were talking about how our SNES might have got left up in the roof? Mm. Well, I'm pretty sure there's no way the Game Boys are because I have a vivid memory of playing the two Game Boys on two-player Link in Mum's lounge room in her current house. Well, but there's no way my 64 did either because it was in the cap- TV cabinet. I know. So where are well, they? Well, old mate must so have stolen weird. them, like Mum said. Who who would have? The moving the dudes. Maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know. Because they packed up the house as well as moved the stuff. Yeah, but well, that doesn't explain where the Game Boys have gone. Well, they it does if they stole it. No, we played two-player Tetris in her current house, dude. Oh, I don't I'm remember. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. I remember the day we did it. I remember you're like, man, this is the best. And then I never saw him again. Yeah, I don't know. It would be nice to find him. I'd, dude, I'd love to find my 64, to be honest. Because I oh, have be the, best. the controllers in the games, just not the console. You even have the controllers. Yeah. Dude, you should just buy a control, uh, console off um, eBay for like 50 bucks. Dude, a console off eBay is like 200 bucks. Yeah, no, nah, if you got like controls and games and stuff, you'd be able to get it cheaper. There was a dude I knew at school who was always getting used consoles and he'd always like find bargains. He's like, oh, I got myself a Genesis for like 19 bucks. Yeah, well, do you know what's dirty? He got a 64 for 50 bucks. Do you know what's dirty? Liam, when he moved to London what? like three years ago or whatever yeah, it was now, give it away. sold his 64, Yeah, his four controllers and his five games. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Which he had. I don't remember how much for that. Which he had Banjo Kazooie, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers. Ugh, like, boo. awesome games. Who'd he sell it to? He sold it some random at a garage sale for 40 bucks. Oh, no. And I was like, dude. Damn, I would have I would have given you $100. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. So, Those games, too, yeah, man. Yeah, that, that was just a Mario Kart. Quite a sad moment in time. There you go. Mm. Um, speaking of getting bargains, though, a lady at my work whose kids are all sort of grown up now. Her son's in grade 12 and is training to go play basketball in America or whatever, so doesn't use any of his stuff anymore. Brought me all this yeah. stuff to work. She was like, you can have it. She gave me two PS2 consoles. Oh, boom. You can give one to me if you want. I'll take it. Yeah, in. you can have That's one. Awesome. I haven't tested them yet. but And then she gave me cords. Dude, I've still got like Ico and um, Final Fantasy X. I've still got... On PS2. I've got a few others as well, but those two specifically. And like GTA 3 and stuff. Yeah, I think I've still got San Andreas and... Actually, I've still got Vice City as well. I've still got Vice and City And then I've got well. some of Josh's old games like Curious George and... Actually, I might have San Andreas as well. <laughs> robots and things like that. I've got a few. Yeah. Oh, totally hooked me up if they both work. Yeah, so I haven't tested them yet. And then she gave me cords and stuff for uh, an Xbox 360 as well. And she said, I just haven't found the console yet, but you can have that too when I find it. I was like, okay... Dude, that's awesome. So I said to her, any any console stuff that you don't want, I'm happy to take. She reckons she's got a GameCube somewhere too. So I said, if you find that, I will oh, definitely take that. Totally. Yeah. So we'll see how we go. That's great, dude. I, I already have the, the two PS2 consoles are sitting in a bag right next to me. Oh, that is amazing, dude. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, great. Uh, anyway, so... I'll totally take one of those off your hands, man. Yeah, well, I'll... I'll um. I'll see if I can test them in the next couple of days and I'll bring... Just get that and a copy of like Tony Hawk 3 and you're done. Dust off the hands. That's all you need, man. Maybe Tekken. Yeah, true. Anyway, oh, sorry. Tony Hawk, I just... That's that all I'd play. 
totally. It's all you need, yeah, man. Exactly. Have they got controllers? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hang on, I'll 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 grab the back thing. <laughs> Anyone who's listening to us is obviously, you know, mowing their grass or doing a long drive or something, because who else would be listening to this? That's fine. Someone'll listen. Anyway, look, you can hear the bag rattle rattle. Um, if you're listening to this right now, you should send us a message or an email because we will be blown away. By I'll the tell you what, I this. haven't even looked in this bag properly, but there's three Xbox 360 controllers in there already. Is there? That's freaking awesome, dude. Can you mod a 360? Yeah, I've still got my 360. Yeah, but can you mod it? I oh, I don't know. Are they hackable? I have no idea. I've got the I've got the R2D2 that. one, which is a fancy one. <laughs> nice. Anyway. Yeah, I figure if you can mod them, I'd probably consider them. I know you can do original Xbox. That was fun modding those ones. You had to solder and stuff. Eh, anyway, it's it's got a lot of bunch of other stuff in there. I'll have a look later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, peeps. Okay, so. That was all because of Link's Awakening. How good is Link's Awakening? What a game. It, Anybody it is a very good go game. And game. so I have to play the remake now sometime to yeah. get a feel for that now too. Awesome. All right, what was the news this week? Uh, news very this this part is well, really that cool. That week back in like September. Well, this part's really cool and I thought it would it would start a good conversation with us in regards to the podcast. So Sony responded to a viral tweet that claimed that people who called the X button on a DualShock 4 controller across are wrong. <laughs> so by saying that it is in fact across so it's not X, it's not the X button, it's a cross. Sony said yeah. that. So technically they're not I wrong thought, because... I thought it said they were wrong. So it said, but I'm sure that your first instinct would be to say the X button if you were asked of verbally. Course. Obviously, the internet has been talking about it all weekend, even though most people would have never given it two thoughts. Um, so basically, their their reasoning behind it was if you look at the other buttons it's triangle square circle yeah, cross yeah. not an x so i thought that was really interesting because i was like <laughs> crickets i'm just sitting here yeah, you didn't even answer, but i'm like <laughs> i i've always called it x there goes a tumbleweed <laughs> i've always called it x same i still call it x even thomas calls it x everyone calls it x dude because it's an x exactly Humans are designed to look at letters first, then shapes. That's right. Anyway, oh well, wasn't exciting as exciting for you as it was for me, obviously. Nah, I was I was waiting for you to tell me how it made this debate and somebody murdered somebody over it or something. No, nothing like that. Anyway, the Life is Strange Twitter account has revealed that Life is Strange Two will be removed from all Australian digital storefronts from this Wednesday. The removal of the game is due to the game needing to have its rating rectified. The publisher will work yeah, with the usual story. Yeah, it? the Australian Age Rating Boards to ensure that this is rectified and the game is given the correct rating before it's placed back on the digital storefronts. This is set to take a few weeks. Whilst the game is removed, you won't be about to purchase the game or re-download it if you own it. It's unclear exactly why the game needs to have its rating adjusted, but it's speculated that it's most likely due to the game having partial nudity in episode three. Currently, the game is rated M and marked as having coarse language and violence. It's unclear if this request came from the classification board or the publisher has noted that the game doesn't comply with Australian ratings. God, the classification board need to get their shit together. I shouldn't swear, but... No. Seriously. Seriously, man. I can cut it out. Say it again. Yeah. Beep it out. 
I don't have a beep. Just say it again. Uh, 32 minutes in. The people on the classification board really need to sort themselves out, don't they? Yeah. They really do. Yeah. Like, well, we talked about this last it, episode. It's not like this is the first time this has happened. It's just constant, man. Like, No, nah, and we talked about this last episode uh, where we have yeah, an R rating nah. for a reason, but it's not used for that reason. Yeah, but the point is, in this case, they've given it a rating, missed a bunch of stuff in it. And taken it and back. And then they want to take it off the market to re-rate it. It's like... Dudes, you have one job. Play through the game, figure out what rating it should be, and give it a rating, you know? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Useless. Yeah. They really need to get organized. Yeah. Uh, so, Ring Fit Adventure is the new... Uh, Nintendo Switch's new next crazy new accessory slash game. It's a, Oh, wow, this was when it was new. Yeah, it's a more mature follow-up to the Wii Fit and has you using a ring con and leg strap that will mix fitness and an adventure game that actually looks quite good. It'll release on October 18th for $124.95 and that'll get you both accessory and the game. The ring con is a flexible mm. electric device that provides resistance and features a sensor that detects exertion and reacts to change. It can be changed to your fitness level to provide a tailored experience to all types of people. The game's adventure mode will feature 40 different fit skills, which will be divided into arms, abs, legs, and yoga categories. It sounds quite deep and essentially like a little RPG. You'll also be able to play through quick play as well as simple sets, which sounds like traditional fitness exercises. It's a great game. I'm still playing it. Yeah? Do you have five stars? I haven't finished it yet. Uh, finish, finish. You've had the experience. Oh, I totally give it five stars. I'm literally about to finish it, though. I was just playing today again. Oh, yeah? And I'm up to, like, the oh, last world. So what's going to happen then? Well, then you just do whatever you want. As they said, okay. you use those quick play and the fitness set things. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. So do you think it's actually, like, good for fitness? I do. Very much so. Yeah. I've been yeah, doing it awesome. for 81 days. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I've had breaks in between, obviously, but yeah, um, yeah. It, it, so how does it compare to like push-ups? It's just as good as push-ups. Yeah, there if you go. not, That's if awesome. not better, because you do more. Because it's because you want to defeat all the enemies. Well, yeah, that's part of it. And you yeah, want to level on. up your character and unlock new exercises and try well, different I found stuff. That, like when I did that, do you remember back in the day? Uh, you might still have it, but there was that Zombies Run game. Yeah, dude, I now? loved that. It was like the number one app because you were like running away from zombies. Yeah, I loved or, like, it. Running to like deliver stuff. And I've stuff. still got it on my phone. Have you still? Yeah. Oh, I haven't had it in years. Oh, I told Nadine like I want to start running again. Eight years so. since I've had it. Huh? I told Nadine I want to start running again. Yeah, I messed up my knee when I used to go running with you. It never, it's never been the same since because you ran on the road. I did. And I messed it up. Yeah, tragic. Yeah, I need new barefoot I, shoes. I love running too, but I just can't anymore. It just messes me up if I do I, I just need to get new barefoot shoes. Other types of exercise. Cause What's I up? need to get new barefoot shoes because mine have fallen apart. I've used them that much. Oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah, nice. Anyway. Well, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's cool that this Wii U game, oh, not Wii U, Switch game. Yeah. I was going to say Wii Fit. is like actually legitimate like that's awesome yeah well because we fit was kind of more fun it was exactly more fun it was more of a, a fun and a little bit of cardio a little thing. bit but like not it was not intense yeah no nah, not at all so yeah i think it's awesome that, that game exists man well yeah you'll have to have a go i'll have to bring it so you can have a go sometime yeah it does um just to, just to see and you can set it so you can set it from like level one to level 30 
as intensity yeah. of exercise. Yeah. And I think it, it does like a fitness test type thing at the start. So I think I started on like level 22 or something when I first started. Yeah, fair enough. And I basically increased Well, you it. were coming off the back of doing 100 push-ups, right? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like pretty close. Or doing... Yeah. No, doing other stuff though, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah, cool. oh, I'm, I, it's been awesome. I like it. Yeah, agree. So we'll I'll give a I'll give a score of that properly later. Yeah, cool. Uh, alrighty, so we're on to the next one now. So there's no game beaten this time. So just some news. Uh, so when was this? The Astro C40TR controller is finally making its way to Australia. It'll be EV Games exclusive when it launches in November, and it'll set you back three hundred ninety nine ninety five. Oh, he's paying that. Nobody. Lots. When was this episode, man? Uh, this was end of September. Okay. Uh, it's been touted as the best PS4 controller that you can get due to the fact it be. that it's fully customizable. It has swappable analog sticks, changeable D-pad modules, removable rear buttons, and allows you to make a host of other changes. It can work in either wireless or wired mode and is the only third-party controller to offer wireless audio via the 3.5mm jack. Uh, the creative genius behind Knights of the Old Republic's HK47, the lead writer on Dragon Age Origins and the author behind Dragon Age's prequel books, David Gader, is opening up a new studio in Melbourne with the help of GX Australia co-director and Beamdog alumni Liam Esler. Well, that's exciting, man. Maybe Melbourne's the place to be if you want to get into games true. these days. The studio will be called Summerfall Studios and will be creating an illustrated character-driven adventure, which will be officially unveiled during Melbourne International Games Week during the Friday of PAX Australia, October to 11th to 13th. Cool. So, must have been announced already. This year's so PAX is probably going to get cancelled now. Hey. This year's PAX is probably going to get cancelled. Yeah, like everything else that's getting cancelled, exactly. Well, you never know. That's a fair way away from now, so you don't know. We'll see in six months, I guess. You'd be excited because your school's probably going to get shut down. Well, potentially. Maybe we can talk about Well, I don't know when we'll talk about that. I think it's going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah, you I know? don't know. Because Nadine like, said hers like is, day by day. They reckon hers probably is going to hear as well. Oh, every, every, it's in the air. It's just when. It's not if, it's when. That's you true. Know? Very true. I think they're just holding off as long as possible because it's going to cost them an insane amount of money to do it. Yeah. For nostalgic purposes, for when we listen to this when we're older, we're talking about the coronavirus. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Just because we didn't well, actually say it. So in like 20 years' thing, time, we'll be like, hey, remember when that happened? It. So we are recording this on the 16th of March, 2020. Yes. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's like the 17th of March, 18th of March, 19th of March. Like every day, man, it's getting hard. It is. Because so many countries have gone exponential. We went exponential today. I'm pretty sure somebody said to me at work today that apparently yesterday it was like 90 new cases. Well, let's. And today there's 200 new cases. Well, so it's like double. Let's do the elephant in the room. Have you got toilet paper? Oh, yeah, we've got like one pack only. It's craziness. Probably like craziness. Seven rolls. Oh, it's crazy. Um, I have photos of the no no toilet paper in the aisles at Woolworths, you know. Yeah. Well, I went to the shops this afternoon and there's no meat now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was there this afternoon. There was meat at my Woolworths. No, well, this... There was no, there was no like, pasta, no flour, no soap, no, you know, heaps of no stuff. Yeah. Apparently, they're, they're closing all the Woolworths early on... Um, yeah, to restock them. Wednesday I did see that. To restock them. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, moving on to game stuff, but yeah, crazy. And as it's said, the apocalypse. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. In fifteen years' time, we'll be like, hey, remember when that happened? Well, I mean, I I don't think it's quite as scary. It's scary in the way that everybody can get it, and if it evolves, it'll be scary. But I don't think it's quite as scary as like Zika virus and SARS and stuff, where they could have killed us. You know, mad cow disease. You know. Yeah, it's true. But um, because it's mainly affecting old people. But see, I think that's the rhetoric around it. Like, who knows? Maybe once more people get it, it'll affect more young people. I don't well, know. It, it, as far as bugs go, it could also like mutate and change into a different strain and do yeah. all that stuff. So who knows? Nobody knows. Or people who do know are much smarter than us. I know nothing, man. I've read like two articles about it and listened to a whole lot of hearsay. All, all, all I know is I'm actually that... really tired. I'm really tired from having to talk about it all day all... and hear people talk about it all day. It's wearing me all out. All I know is that it's not a toilet paper sickness. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly isn't. But did you hear why everyone was buying toilet paper? Yeah, because they think they're going to get isolated or whatever. No, it was because apparently somebody somewhere on like one of the shows, somebody said, um, better buy up toilet paper now because China are going to close up and there's going to be none being exported. Uh-huh. So all these people had a freak out thinking all that toilet paper came from China. And then the Australian government had to come out and say, I can't remember if it was the state government, like Anastasia Palaszczuk, or if it was the national government, but somebody had to come out and say, uh, it's made most here. of our toilet paper is manufactured here. The bulk of it comes from South Australia and, uh, We'll be fine. There's going to be plenty of toilet paper for everybody. You know, it, so, even um, though there's not plenty of toilet paper for everybody. Well, there's, I think what happened is all the crazies went out and bought it because um, I remember that. That was about two weeks ago. And a dude at my work um, showed me a photo and he's like, dude, I don't know what's going on, but I was, I was at the shops today to buy like milk. And, and I got this photo and he showed me a photo and there were three dudes in a row with entire trolleyfuls of toilet yeah. paper, like stacked. So... So they're the ones. Of toilet paper. Yeah, they're the crazy. So he showed me this photo and I was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Why are they doing that? And he said, you know, oh, because of that thing everyone's talking about, coronavirus. I was like, oh, okay. And so I thought coronavirus must have caused diarrhea, but I was wrong. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah. And so then I think because of all the crazies, people were like, well, better buy some toilet paper just in case. So every all the normal people had just gone and bought like one or two packs more than they usually would. But that one or two packs more for everybody has meant there's none anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So there you go. Yeah. That was a fun aside. It was. Let's show notes that up. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> Apple I- Coronavirus part one. That's right. Yeah, we may talk about it again. That's true. Oh, we inevitably will, man. Yeah. Oh, well, we can keep podcasting even if we're isolated because it's all on the internet. There you go. There you go. Keep creating. <laughs> this can be a lot of bored people wanting to listen to 42 minutes of us talking about garbage. That's true. And we're here to help. You know it. <laughs> All right. So Apple Arcade went into beta earlier this week. I think it's out now, isn't it? Officially launches tomorrow. Yep. But the bigger feature that's going to change the way you play mobile games is the fact that the DualShock 4 and Xbox One controllers are now supported in iOS 13. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And it works incredibly well. Singing the controllers is a piece of cake. For the DualShock 4, you just hold the share button as well as the PlayStation button and it'll appear in your iPhone. As soon as it's synced, it'll show it in your list as a DualShock 4 complete with the remaining battery life. You can then play any Apple Arcade game using your DualShock 4 or Xbox One controller. Even the ones that rely on touchscreen controls have their controls mapped to the analog sticks. If there's on-screen prompts, they're seamlessly replaced with the corresponding button on the controller, showing that Apple has thought a lot about integration with the types of controllers people will be using. 
That's awesome. If you've got the Remote Play app, you can use your DualShock 4 to play your PS4 games away from your TV, in your house, or out of it. There's still a few kinks here, but for the most part, it works incredibly well and is much easier than using the on-screen touch controls. Awesome. Yep. Moving on to the next uh, lot of stuff. Uh, no game beaten again, so more news. Latest installment in genre-defining shooter looter series sold in more than 5 million units within the first five days of launch, making Borderlands 3 the fastest-selling title in 2K history. So 2K announced that Borderlands 3, the latest entry in the renowned shooter-looter franchise, has unleashed further mayhem by achieving multiple record-setting milestones for both the series and label following its worldwide release on Friday, September 13th. Within its first five days of launch, 50% more consumers purchased Borderlands 3 versus sales of its predecessor, Borderlands 2, making the title the fastest-selling in 2K's history, as well as the highest-selling title for the label on PC in a five-day window. Furthermore, Borderlands 3 has sold in more than 5 million units in its first five days, leading the Borderlands franchise to generate more than $1 billion in net bookings and becoming the second franchise in 2K history to achieve this milestone. That's huge. Oh, good on them, man. They're a good company. They are. So Borderlands 3 marks 2K's highest percentage of digital sales for a cross-platform, cross-distribution title with more than 70% of consumers purchasing the game digitally in its first five days of release. In addition, Borderlands 3 delivered the highest pre-order sales figures to date for a 2K title, as well as broke pre-order records with the Epic Games Store. Initial sales of Borderlands 3 have exceeded the label's expectations and in particular PC sales of the title through the Epic Games Store have been incredibly strong. Borderlands 3 claimed the top position on Twitch for most watched game on its launch day and has maintained its position as a top five most watched game since launch. In addition, Borderlands 3 has already generated more than 14 million hours of content viewed on Twitch, more than half oh the viewership that Borderlands 2 generated in its seven year lifetime. See, this is the thing. 46 minutes of this show compared to millions of hours of Borderlands, I find, I know which one I think is less boring, even if this does seem boring. That's true. Know? That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, it is quite a fun game. I'm actually playing it at the moment. Oh, there you so go. So that will be my... While podcasting? Jeez, you're a good I know, I'm pretty good, eh? But that'll be my next <laughs> game I beat, hopefully. Yeah, cool. Uh, so on to the next one. I played the medieval short-lived demo on PS4. So, cool. What uh, date are we up to? Is it October now? Uh, this is, yes, the start of October the 7th. Yeah, cool. Uh, so you remember Medieval from the original PlayStation? Yeah, I do remember that yeah, game. Yeah, so they've done a re... It was overrated at the time. Master or remake or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, I haven't played it, but I've got it in, in the stack there, so it's probably on the, the list to play sometime soon. Yeah. Josh used to have it. Yeah, well, that's where I played it. Was it his? It was house? one of the first games I remember that had used the rumble feature because you know the PlayStation controls didn't originally have rumble, yeah, yeah. but that game did. And I remember being like, "Whoa, rumble!" You know when because when they first brought in the uh, DualShock analog sticks. Yeah, well, that it was at Smithy's place that I played it. So there you go. Oh, there you go. Um, that's when I remember playing it. Uh, so I played the demo and it was cool because if you played the demo, you got some special helmet or something that came as an in-game item. Then when you got the full release. Yeah. Uh, so you had to actually find it in the demo, so it was hidden away in the demo. It wasn't actually that hidden. It was in his bedroom, and, and it was really easy to find, but still. Mm, so nice. I found it, and so when I do play the game, I'll, I'll get to use that. So that's pretty cool. 
Cool. Alrighty, so Scott Snyder, writer on the recent Batman comics, has seemingly all but confirmed a new Batman Court of Hours game from Warner Brothers Montreal. As covered last week, Warner Brothers is celebrating the 80th anniversary of the Cape Crusader, and aside from the Batman Arkham Collection being free on the Epic Games Store, the publisher also teased the Batman logo on Twitter, apparently teasing a new Batman game. More interestingly, Snyder later retweeted this tweet and added a beware the Court of Owls hashtag, thereby suggesting that Warner Brothers Montreal's new Batman title will be uh, will feature Snyder's The Court of Owls. Snyder co-created The Court of Owls as a secret society and organized crime group alongside artist Greg Capullo, uh, Capullo after taking to Twitter. Snyder quickly removed his retweet, which strongly suggests that the writer confirmed the setting of a new possible Batman game ahead of its official announcement. Nice. Uh, that's pretty exciting. I have read The Court of Owls, yeah. and it's a cool story. So I'm, if that's the case, that will be really awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Ah, what else have we got? So this is on to the next one. This is uh, mid-October, following week. No game again. Uh, Sony today confirmed what many of us have suspected. Yes, its next-gen console will be called the PlayStation 5, and yes, it will launch in Christmas period of 2020. Exciting. In a post on the PlayStation blog, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan spoke briefly about the upcoming console, specifically about some new features coming to the controller. One of our goals with ah. the next generation is to deepen the feeling of immersion when you play games, said Ryan. And we had the opportunity with our new controller to reimagine how the sense of touch can add to that immersion. As such, the PS5 controller will replace the Rumble technology used in previous generations with haptic feedback. How funny you were just talking about the Rumble feature on the original yeah. one. That's it. Uh, with haptics, you can truly feel a broader range of feedback. So crashing into a wall in a race car feels much different than making a tackle on the football field, Ryan noted. You can even get a sense of sense for a variety of textures when running through fields of grass or plodding through mud. Crazy. The other change coming to the PlayStation 5 controller is the inclusion of adaptive triggers, allowing developers to program the resistance experienced by players when squeezing the trigger. Meanwhile, the console's chief architect, Mark Cerny, spoke with Wired to address some of the questions raised after the reveal back in April. There is a ray tracing acceleration in the GPU hardware, Cerny clarified, while also noting that the shift to SSD storage would change the way in which games could be installed. An example given was the option to only install a game's multiplayer element or install the full game, then delete the campaign once a player was finished with it. That's really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Given the massive install sizes and the cost of solid-state drives, this is welcome news, although it doesn't entirely address the growing storage requirements of modern games. It also doesn't address the pricing, because if they've got all those fancy features in a new controller and they've got SSD instead of, you know, which are much more expensive hard drives yeah. than a normal hard drive, oh, like I, a speeding hard drive, like it's going to be so expensive. I reckon it won't be. I reckon it'll still only be about 600 bucks. Nah, I reckon more like 800. You reckon? At launch. That's my prediction, okay. if I had to predict. Yeah, I... So I, there's no ballpark pricing yet? No, I still reckon about six to 700, I reckon. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, maybe. I mean, there's availability technology, I guess. If they couldn't do it cheaply, they wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So, oh, well, we'll see. Because I, I yeah. guess they'll have to sort of just try and be online with Xbox's new console. So we'll just see. And they might compete a yeah. little bit against each other. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, so Sony's patent for a new PlayStation VR headset depicts several new features which may turn up in a next-gen version of the device. The filing dug up mm. by Let's Go Digital, the same site which unearthed Sony's patent for the PlayStation 5 dev kit, uh, originates from February in 2019 but has only been made public this week. Images show plans for a PSVR headset which includes two front and one rear cameras. A further camera is included on a PlayStation Move-style controller. These headset cameras are in addition to the LEDs installed around the current unit. A microphone will again be included. There's also the option for a further separate camera to track the user's movements, like the PlayStation camera or Kinect. Uh, most excitingly, perhaps, is the mention of the headset could be operated wirelessly with data sent and received by Bluetooth. This would mean the unit also includes its own power supply. One final point is the ability for the headset to show a transparent view made possible by those front-facing cameras. So you could see your surroundings through the screen. Uh, images from both of these cameras can be displayed at the same time, one per eye, producing a stereoscopic 3D effect. Alternatively, uh, they could be used to overlay AR effects on your real-world surroundings. Sony has pledged that all current PSVR headsets will work with PS5, but it still makes sense that PlayStation will also update its aging virtual reality tech with a more advanced model. Whether this headset will simply offer more precise movement tracking and wire-free play, or if certain VR games will demand a newer model, well, that's for Sony to decide. Awesome. That would be exciting for me. I would. It would be awesome to have a wireless one because the cords that you have to plug in now are real. Like it's it's easy enough to plug them in and do it and stuff, but they're just annoying. Yeah. So if you can get a wireless one, that would be amazing. Yeah. Well, I have the wireless Vive, and um, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Like so much better than wide. So much better than wide. It's totally worth. Yeah. It. So hopefully. Uh, we'll see more about that. But I think the wireless adapter for that was like 400 bucks. I, so. I don't think the Sony one will come out straight away with the new console. I reckon it'll be yeah. later. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You never know, though. They might just do it because it's like while people are buying a console, it's like, ah, just That's very true. It may well. help yeah. with sales. That's very true. Especially if people haven't tried it before. That's really true. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind upgrading mine if they do it, I reckon. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I feel like VR's not moving as fast as everybody said it would, though. You know. Yeah, it's true. I've still really enjoyed it, though. What I've played of it, it's been really totally fun. Totally same. I think the technology's there, no question. No, they just this is they're not getting the developer support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, must be harder to make games for it or something. Yeah, I'm not no. Like good games, I mean, like because obviously developing for it's not difficult at all. Yeah, that's true. Uh so yeah. Bethesda anyway. has announced that Doom Eternal has been delayed. The game will now release on March 20th, ah, which is very soon. <laughs> yeah. 2020, the same day as Animal Crossing for those playing at home, it says. Nice. Uh, the Nintendo Switch version of the game has received an even bigger delay and will release sometime after March 20th. A release date hasn't been revealed. It's also been revealed that Invasion Mode, which allows you to enter another player's game as a demo, will release as a free update sometime after launch. Doom 64, which will release later this year, will be given to those who pre-order Doom Eternal for free. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, Shannon Noll, you know Shannon Noll, sure is do. now an eSports team captain. Well, there you go. Noll announced his new venture at the PAX Gaming Expo in Melbourne this morning, telling the crowd, 
People still have an outdated idea that only hardcore gamers are interested in gaming. That's just not true. My kids play, and I'm here at PAX meeting all kinds of people, from lawyers to doctors, kids to grandparents. I'm excited to assemble the rest of the Motley squad and show how people with different lives and experiences can come together to enjoy gaming together. Noel is currently on the lookout. Team Old Saddos. Sorry, what? Team Old Saddos. Yeah. Noel is currently <laughs> on the lookout for new members for his squad saying, I can't wait to begin recruiting some fellow celebs to take on some of the region's top gamers in November at Lenovo's Legion of Champions <laughs> tournament. And get slaughtered. <laughs> you never know, he might be all right. He might be, might be. He's probably got plenty of time on his hands, who knows? Yeah, he's not making songs anymore these days. Well, is he? I don't know. I think he does still tour pretty relentlessly. Does he? Yeah. yeah I I think he's always playing him. some pub somewhere. I don't really listen to his stuff, so. Me either. I got no idea, man. All, I, no all idea. I know is that he looks like Danny Deary. He totally does. And sounds, and sounds like, like him. him. Very true, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's our cousin. Uh, I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. But yeah, anyway. He, he won't ever yeah. listen to this, so he won't know. <laughs> that's it. Well, as I said, I don't think it's an insult. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> well, we're not no, meaning it awesome. as an insult, is what it is. No, definitely. Yeah. I'm not saying that maliciously. I think Shannon Oles all right. I, he's like, I think he could have been Australia's answer to Brian Adams. It's just he's not really much of a songwriter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Brian Adams cranked out so many incredible songs, whereas I think Shannon Oles has the same kind of voice and the same kind of style that he was singing. It just, just wasn't didn't take off in the 80s and early yeah. 90s, you know? So it's kind of not the right time for it. So I just never took off because he could probably written a hundred songs. Who knows? That's mm, true. Because oh, well. his "Let's Drive" song, which I think was his biggest song, right? Yep. Oh no! No, his what about me? Song was that cover? What about me? Yeah, the cover. Yeah, that he didn't write that. That was just a cover. But yeah, um, but that "Let's Drive" song could have been a Brian Adams song. Anyway, That's boring. true. Who cares about that? Like I say, I know nothing about him. I've only ever heard it in like close. Oh shops, well, maybe you know, we'll so. see him win a tournament or something, and we'll be like, "Hey, remember that." That'd be amazing. Yeah, maybe maybe you'll become famous as an esports player, and next thing you know, I'll be playing like hardcore Korean. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, yeah, there you go. Uh, Alrighty, so on to the next one. So I played Gears Five and beat that on Xbox One for this this episode that we would have done. Yeah. Uh, cool. It was really awesome, and and the, the really cool thing is that it came as a Game Pass game on Xbox, so the subscription service. Oh, really? So I didn't even have to That's buy amazing. it. I just downloaded it straight away. Was it new at the time? Brand new. Day day one. Yeah, that's crazy. Day one came out on Xbox Game Pass. Wow, that's insane. Uh, and they do that with most of their games now these days. Most crazy, of the new man. stuff coming out, you can pick up on Game Pass like straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's totally worth that subscription service. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I gave that one a five out of five. It was awesome. really fun. I do like the Gears games in general. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the story, everything gameplay-wise, everything about it was really cool. Um, I, I, it was nice to go back to that world after having yeah. a bit of a break from it. So, yeah, I um, had a lot of fun with it. And the multiplayer is really good too. Awesome. Yeah. So then Fortnite has been dominating the internet for the last day or so, and it's all thanks to the, the to its The End event. I did quotation marks then. Um, the event which saw the iconic Fortnite map destroyed by a black hole, which is still at the time of writing, stopping players from getting into the game, has smashed records across the globe. Unfortunately, not everyone has been impressed by the show-stopping end of the season, as parents have been left confused and outraged with heartbroken children. 
<laughs> Speaking to the mirror, one mum complained. Think of the children. You wait. Well, one mum complained. My son is heartbroken. He spent a massive three thousand pounds on this game since he started playing in season two. What? What are Epic going to do? People saying the game has ended for good, so do we get full refunds on the money we spent? Because no game means no nothing, We so we lose out. Another mum vented, My 10-year-old saves up for the new season to come out, so today, very excited, couldn't wait to purchase Fortnite 10. Then to be horrified, crying his heart out, lost his money, and he saves hard to buy skins. It's the end of the world for him as he knows it. Which... <laughs> You know, it's pre-coronavirus. Which, you know, isn't what happened. Oh, well, hopefully Fortnite's new season will be starting soon so the parents can puzzle out this mystery. It's been reported that more than 6 million people tuned in to watch the event unfold live, which is more than the population of New Zealand. Around 4 million oh of those views came from YouTube alone, with Twitch not far behind. The phenomenon crazy. saw Fortnite trending on social media sites all over the place, and even Reddit reportedly struggled with the influx of posts regarding the event. Uh, there are still thousands of people still checking in to watch the live events unfold, despite the fact that it's pretty much a black screen at this point. It's not yet clear when Fortnite will be back up and running, but hopefully it's going to be sooner rather than later. Well, I think it is by now. Oh, it'll be back. <laughs> They're leaving too much money on the I table. I probably have notes about it somewhere further up. Yeah, nice. Uh, the Analog Pocket is a portable handheld that is compatible with over 2,780 Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games, as well as a bunch of others with adapters. You'll need to use your old carts that are lying around, or obviously you can try and get your hands on some used copies of the games that you want to play. It has a three and a half inch, six fifteen PPI screen with a sixteen hundred by fourteen hundred resolution. That's ten times the resolution of the original Game Boy. It charges via USB-C, awesome. and there will also be a dock for the platform that allows you to connect to your TV via HDMI. It'll be available in limited quantities for one hundred ninety nine US, so about three hundred Australian. Obviously, it won't be for everyone, but it seems like the best way to play your old school games. I think I put that in there because yeah. I thought you'd think that was cool. I do think that's cool, but I don't think I've loved Game Boy enough to want to spend that much money on no, it. No, it would be for nostalgia purposes. We probably, I think we have our Game Boy games. I think that's one of the things we did find as well. Did we? I think we found some of the trash ones, like Larry versus, oh, like Jordan versus Bird. Oh, you know? okay. Never mind then. Like the trash. We didn't find like the awesome ones, like Zelda. And like Kid Icarus and stuff like that. Like the ones, we, we didn't find the ones that were like and with Tetris. the Game Boys. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Because we had like you know like Wario Land and some classic stuff. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. Tell me about it. Alrighty. So on to the next one. So I beat Lego Marvel Super Heroes two on the PS4. Yeah. Uh, so four and a half for that one. The Lego games pretty consistently get a four to four and a half. Yeah, they seem pretty polished. Yeah, they are very good, and they're a lot of fun, and they they cater to my wanting to collect things games because yeah, they cool. have a lot of collectibles in them like red bricks and gold bricks and races and characters and studs and all that stuff. Yeah, so they're really fun. And then on top of that, they all get a season pass where you get all extra missions and stuff to do as well. So they're really awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So that was a lot of fun. 
and Thomas, I, I played through that one. I think a lot of that one with Thomas as well because it was the superheroes, Marvel superheroes one. So he really enjoys those. And I do try to play most of those Lego games with the kids because it's something they can actually play that isn't too hard to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Uh, so then Sony and... <laughs> In my notes, I wrote Sony and Naughty. I assume it's meant to be Naughty Dog have announced that yeah. The Last of Us Part Two has received a three-month delay. The game was originally supposed to release on February 21st, Oh, which is so sad because we would have had it already, but will now release uh. on May 29th for PlayStation 4. The announcement was made on the PlayStation blog by director Neil Druckmann. Uh, according to reports, this means that Ghost of Tsushima will now release later mm. in the year as it was originally supposed to release mid-year. Yeah, cool. Ubisoft has announced in their financial briefing this morning that Watch Dogs, Legions, Gods uh, and Monsters and Rainbow Six Quarantine have all been delayed. Watch Dogs, Legions is obviously the big one. It was scheduled to release on March 6th. Oh, that would have been out as well. <laughs> but will now release any time between April 2020 and March 2021. Jeez, that's like a... F- Friggin' year window. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, Golden Monsters was supposed to release on February and will now release in the same window as... And Rainbow Six Quarantine didn't have a solid release date, but was supposed to also release early next year. This comes off the back of the announcement that Ubisoft were dissatisfied with sales for both The Division 2 and Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Disappointing. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Now let's. I don't know how much you love that game. Have a look at this. So this one's got a few bigger notes in it. So what do you reckon? Should we just do one more? That's what I was thinking. Hour? How are we going for time? Maybe this can be the last one, and that's a good one to end on because this would have been episode two hundred, but now it's not. Really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Nice. So I actually beat another game as well, which I have already beaten. But I beat it on PS3 this time instead of PS4. Uh, so it was the Lego Jurassic World game. Oh, so yeah. I played that with um, Thomas again because he loves those Lego games. And that Jurassic World game specifically, we have played it to death. That's awesome. Anyway, so I gave, I still gave it a four because it was a lot of fun and we collected a lot of stuff and, and had a lot of fun playing it. So yeah, cool. Lego games, super fun if you have kids. Uh, radio. I'm running out of breath. I've had to talk that much. Usually it's you that does all the talking. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, so Microsoft and Telstra have announced that they're bringing the Xbox All Access service to Australia. This will allow you to get an Xbox One X or Xbox One S on a monthly payment plan and will allow you to own your console at the end of the payment plan. It'll set you back $27 a month for an Xbox One S or $38 for an Xbox One X. And you'll be able to upgrade to the next-gen console when it launches next year. If you decide to cancel your contract, you'll only need to pay out your remaining hardware repayments included in your package. Oh, full stop. Included in your package, you'll get an Xbox One console, uh, Xbox One X Forza Horizon 4 bundle or the Xbox One S Forza Horizon 4 bundle an Xbox One wireless controller and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate membership which gives you both Xbox Live and Game Pass and the Ultimate one gives you on PC as well as Xbox 
That's actually pretty good when you think it about is, it. It is, yeah. Because, like, people would be buying it with Afterpay otherwise. Yeah. Know, a lot of people. And you pay for that Xbox Live slash Game Pass subscription as well. So, yeah. It's not too bad. Totally. Uh, it says, personally, with gaming consoles moving towards a subscription model, this makes a lot of sense, and I can't wait to see pricing for next-gen consoles. I think it'll be a viable option for a lot of people. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so it's been long rumoured, but Kojima Productions has announced that Death Stranding is officially coming to PC. It won't be making its way to PC until summer 2020, so June, July here, uh, which means that PS4 players will enjoy about six months of exclusivity. Announcing this days before the PS4 release does seem a little bit odd in terms of timing, but no doubt a lot of PC gamers will be happy. I haven't played it yet, but Josh has it, so I am looking forward to playing that. Awesome. So I have to steal it off him sometime. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's supposed to be really good, so I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it. Uh, so XO19 is just a few short weeks away, and in anticipation, Xbox has revealed an exclusive collaboration with designer DPM Studio, responsible for the camouflage division of Hardy Blechman's London-based streetwear label. Maharashi DPM Studio blurs the lines between gaming and hype beast culture with this gorgeous Xbox wireless controller design. This controller is a must-have for collectors and fans of limited edition loot and features a custom camouflage known as Aquabrush, designed exclusively for the London event. Aquabrush is inspired by 1950s lizard brush stroke camouflage as well as the River Thames combining traditional artistry and an iconic London landmark. According to Xbox, the DPM XO19 exclusive is their most limited run controller to date. It will drop on Thursday, November 14th at 2pm PST, time directly after the XO19 episode of Inside Xbox, which will air Friday, November 15th at 9am for Aussie fans. We've already, it's already been, so it doesn't matter. Um, unfortunately, we don't have details on Australian availability just yet, but the controller will be $99 US in the Microsoft online store. Uh, according to Jamatsu, Sony has filed trademarks for the PS6, PS7, PS8, PS9, and even the PS10 in Japan. Trademarks don't confirm that they will ever exist, but it shows the company's focus on the future and their belief that consoles will continue to be viable in the years to come. That's cool. I yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure when consoles would keep going or not. So that'll be interesting True. to see. I guess well, PS5 will come out, so we'll get at least four years out of that probably before they mm. decide on the next one. Yeah. Uh EA has announced that new Battlefield and Star Wars games are on the way, but they won't release until twenty twenty one at the earliest. Battlefield in particular is most certainly set for a next gen launch in holiday twenty one. Uh, whilst a new Star Wars game has also been announced to be underway to be released before the end of the financial year 2022. So April 21 to March 22. Uh, DICE will obviously be developing the next Battlefield game, but it's unclear who will be handling the next Star Wars game. Uh, so this one I did, I thought you'd like this. So let some of these stats sink in. In nine days... Zelda Link's Awakening sold 3.13 million copies. The last 2D Zelda game, A Link Between Worlds, only sold 4 million copies in its entire life cycle. Right? So Link's Awakening yeah. in 9 days sold 3.13. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is pushing 20 million units 
and Super Mario Party is another huge seller at nearly 8 million units. It's also worth mentioning that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has now overtaken the best-selling 3DS game Mario Kart 7. As for the console itself, it's just clicked over 41 million units, which is pretty impressive. It's still got a while to go before reaching the Wii at 100 million units, but it's definitely on track to do so. There you go. Uh, so then this was a list of the updated first-party Nintendo Switch sales figures. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is 19.01 million. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is 15.71 million. Super Mario Odyssey, 15.38 Breath of the Wild, 14.53. Pokemon Let's Go, 11.28. Splatoon 2, 9.2. Uh, Super Mario Party, 7.59. New Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, 4.59. Super Mario Maker 2, 3.93. And Zelda Link's Awakening, 3.13. So there you go. And then the ACCC has today released a statement detailing that Zenimax were likely to have misled customers about their consumer guarantee in relation to Fallout 76. This means that those that purchased the game between November 24th, 18 and June 1st, 19 and contacted Bethesda during this time will be available to get a re- oh, will be able to get a refund for their purchase. These customers will no longer be able to access the game after getting a refund. The ACCC received complaints that Zenimax representatives told consumers that they were not entitled to a refund after they had experienced a variety of faults with the Fallout 76 game, including, in some cases, problems with servers, lagging, graphic, and visual problems. And that will be the end. So, Nice one. Yeah. We can... Cool. And there you go. Wait for the next one. That's it. Well, yeah, that's super cool, man. And I reckon I will just kill it because I'm assuming any regular listeners will have made the decision whether they want to listen to these non-normal episodes or not. So, you yeah. know, you see they when it's now. They can just skip forward when it's over. Hang There's only 20 to go. But it's nice. I mean, not even thinking about listeners. I'm just, it's nice being caught up, man. I'm glad you kept notes all, these time, all this time because it kind of helps me. Yeah. You know, I'll be hitting the ground running when we do come back into it. So that'd be great. Well, there's only 20 to go. And technically three of those, like the top three are the last three weeks. So we're pretty getting there. Yeah. So maybe two more episodes, Matt. Yeah, I reckon so. Cool. And Sweet. let's have a look. Some of them some of them are pretty short ones. So I reckon next, next go we'll get through a few. Oh, yeah, look, cool. there's two episodes with no news whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we'll get there. Awesome, man. All right, sweet. Oh, well, do you want to take us uh, out? Yeah, so if you want to check us out, I guess first things first, the podcast. So just search Walking Through Games, iTunes, um, and Stitcher. You should find us there. Uh, have a listen. Uh, if you lo- <laughs> if you want to listen through all these old episodes and you like it, give us a five-star review because that always helps with um, getting the word out. And, and if you want to leave us some comments, we can have a read and, and um, we'll enjoy doing that. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media stuff, we have Facebook is facebook.com slash walking through games. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are WTG underscore podcast. And what else we got? Oh, the website is walkingthroughgames.com. Um, and I think that's pretty much it, right? I think so. Oh, it's been sure. so long since I, I need to like write it down so I can remember what to do. Okay, spiel back. We, we do have a YouTube channel too, but we haven't done much on that. Unless you want to see me play through the entire Resident Evil 7 game, because that is on there. Nice. But yeah, otherwise, that's it. So, yeah, cheers for listening. Sweet. 
and um, hopefully we'll get through the rest of them and then back and back on track. That's it. Good times. Yeah. Cool, man. Good talking to you. And thanks everyone who did listen. Amazing. You should let us know just because it'll blow. I my agree. Mind. Yeah. Send <laughs> us some send us some messages and stuff, and we'll we'll it'll be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Cool. Thanks, Cheers, man. man. I'll talk to you when Bye. I do. Later.